Welcome to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show. G'day out there, everyone in podcast land. Ian here today at Australian Citizen Science Association, and we're in the hallway, and I'm here with Leela Higgins. Did I get your last name right? You did. Great job. Thanks. And Leela is from the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles County in the USA. Now, how did you get into this as a like a little girl? Did you have any heroes or inspirations? Or? So as a kid, I grew up in England in the countryside, and I used to go out and go down the country lane, climb over an old rusty gate, jump over a little stream and then go inside of a hollow tree and pretend to be a badger. Oh, really? With my sister. Uh, Not a honey badger, a European badger. I think maybe I was inspired by the nature that was around me, less so than humans. I definitely was inspired by my grandparents. Both sets were farmers and I got to have a lot of time in nature at my house, at their houses. And my grandpa knew quite a bit about plants, and so he taught me all the trees. Oh, wow. And then where did you go from there? Did you sort of study anything of interest at school? So when I was 14, I moved to America because my parents got divorced. Thanks, Mom and Dad. But I'm really thankful to have ended up in Southern California. I had a bit of culture shock, but I had more of nature shock. I didn't understand the new environment I was living in, and I was really good at science, and I got encouraged by a teacher to like study science. He was like kind of like Einsteinian looking person who wore like corduroy elbow patches and had a velvet giant bow tie and he was like Leela you're really good at science you should study that and so then when I came to America I kept studying science and I had that nature shock of I don't understand this new environment that I'm in England is very green in the summer like that bright vivid green and then Southern California is like browns and gray greens and I didn't understand it as a living place and then I went to college and studied entomology for four years and then all of a sudden I was like this, these hillsides are so thrumming and thriving with life, hundreds of thousands of insects here. Oh, wow. How did you get to the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles? I ended up doing my first, we call it community science in the US, and not uh, citizen science at my museum. But I did my first community science program when I was working for Audubon in Massachusetts near Boston. I was doing a nest box monitoring and monarch tagging. So I learned how to put a tiny little like license plate, which was a, a size of a hole punch sticker on a monarch's wing and then once that monarch flew wherever it was going if you found the monarch when it was dead you could look up the number like a driver's license plate and figure out where that monarch had been tagged originally and you could see how far it had come so that was my first kind of really community science programs and projects that I helped the volunteers to train how to do them and learned so much and and got that experience. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I just knew I wanted to work at the Naturist Museum. It was an amazing place. I love museums. Had you ever been there before you actually worked there? Yeah, I went when I was a kid. It was not long after I'd moved to America. My parents took us out there, my mom and my stepdad. I remember going and being like, ooh, there's all these insects in this thing called an insect zoo. And I'm like, that's cool. They're so awesome. A number of years later, I oversaw the the insect zoo of the museum after I started working there in 2008. Oh, fantastic. I love it. And what brings you here today to sunny, sunshine coast 
Brisbane, Australia. So um, I run community science projects at the Natural History Museum, and I run one that's called the City Nature Challenge. Started in 2016. It was LA versus San Francisco, which city can find the most nature. We really tuned into that competition between like north and south of the state of California. There's a lot of competition between LA and San Francisco, which has the best sports team, the Dodgers or the Giants. Clearly, it's the Dodgers. Which city has the best burritos? Obviously, it's definitely not San Francisco. And then which city can find the most nature? And that first year in 2016, my friend Allison uh, Young up at the California Academy of Sciences and Rebecca Johnson and myself down in California in uh, L.A., we were like, okay, we're going to have this competition. And L.A. beat San Francisco that first year. Yeah. And all these other cities across the United States were like, we want to do it too next year. Can you do it next year? And so then next year it was 16 cities across the country. The year after that, I think it was like 58 cities across the world. And last year it was 482 cities across the world and we made over a million observations in a four-day period. Give us five. Wow. And is that one of the starts before the bio blitz? Yeah, so we do, it's a four-day long bio blitz in all these cities across the world. Last year, I think we had six cities in Australia take part and we were very loose on what we determine as city. It can be literally just any place that has humans living in a human-adapted area. So some places are more like villages than cities, but as long as you have an anchor that's kind of like an urban area, we will let you count that as a city for the City Nature Challenge. Oh, fantastic. And that's what you're here this week for? to Talk about our work, talk about City Nature Challenge, and then the spin-off that happened, because we always held the City Nature Challenge at the end of April, which we know isn't great for every place around the world because, you know, we have these different hemispheres with different seasons. And so we don't have enough just human hours and time to do multiple City Nature Challenges. And so the Great Southern Bio Blitz used the same model after they'd been part of the City Nature Challenge and they're like, we're going to do one in the Southern Hemisphere at our spring, which is in LA, our fall. And so it's actually starting tonight, right after midnight. And I'm so excited to make observations for this year's Great Southern Bio Blitz and get to be part of this thing that the City Nature Challenge kind of spawned and grew into. Oh, I feel so honoured sitting here talking to you, knowing that it was your idea that actually started all these inspiration. This is why I'm here. I'm here to share stories like that, because you're one of the silent achievers that this world needs. And I hope this story inspires other people to just do something different, like you're not Superman or Superwoman or anything like that, but ordinary people can do it extraordinary things. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. It is so we've had uh, young children, elders, all sorts of people can take part in the City Nature Challenge or the Great Southern Bio Blitz. We use iNaturalist. Most cities use iNaturalist. So all you need is a phone or a digital camera. Go out and the curiosity and the wherewithal to go outside and take pictures. Any plant, any animal, any mushroom. It can be it could be scat or poop. It could be a dead animal on roadkill. It could be a, a track of an animal. Any evidence of life counts as an observation. Once that data is in that repository, it's open. Any teacher, any parent, any kid who's curious can download that data. A scientist can download that data and ask and answer questions that we're never able to before. You know, we're in a biodiversity crisis, a climate crisis, and these are really wicked big problems and we need wicked big data sets to help answer those questions that come with the problems. And hopefully, this is something that brings me hope, we can use that data to make humans and wildlife live better together in our urban places because there are more people living in urban areas than there are in rural areas today on the globe and that's just going to keep it that trend's going to keep going yeah yeah
Beautiful. Well, thank you, legend, citizen scientist, Leela Higgins from the Natural History Museum of Los Angeles. I really appreciate your time and so does all the listeners and so does the universe. We would love to have more participants for City Nature Challenge next year and there's still time if you want to start a new city. There's no cities in Western Australia taking part in City Nature Challenge yet, so maybe we can get some Western Australia cities on deck. That sounds fantastic. And where do you think you'll be next in this? So we've done some research and some people are much more motivated by collaboration than competition and so we always leave room for both okay. some people are like really wanted to be competitive i'm much more of the collaborator i'm like look at what we all did together 482 cities maybe it's going to be over 500 cities this next year it's the ninth annual city nature challenge in 2024 and so are we going to make 1.5 million observations together are we going to have 80,000 people taking part are we going to have over 500 cities what can we all do together collectively and I'm not going to like yuck anyone's yum, as in the yum of the people who really love competition. You know, that's how we get those numbers, because some people like to compete either against themselves or against their friends for like, I got more species than you. That's right. And at the end of the day, as long as we're doing things with love, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I love looking for nature and I love hanging out with people and doing that together. And that makes my heart warm, especially with children and have them see my passion, excitement about insects and mushrooms and then feeding off their passion and excitement about being out in nature and making these discoveries. It's almost like I'm seeing that species or plant or mushroom for the first time through those children's eyes. That's the beauty, isn't it? Definitely. You've been listening to Citizen. 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 Citizen Science. Citizen Science Show.